Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. The 40 Days for Life campaign getting underway September 22nd through October 31st. It is an effort to access God's power through prayer, fasting, and community involvement to end abortion. Volunteers holding prayer vigils outside abortion centers around the world, and that includes a number right here in Illinois. Aurora is home to one of the largest abortion centers in the nation, and Ricky Gersh, Catherine Walker, and Phil Price with 40 Days for Life Aurora would like to see it shut down. Ricky, explain to us how that could happen. Well, we believe in the power of prayer, and we believe that this is a biblical issue. So we feel that God has called us to be a voice out here and to be peacefully praying. We know that James 5.16 tells us that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So we are just here physically as a presence and trying to reach girls and women and families with the gospel message of hope and truth and love and to save these babies. Catherine, what message does 40 Days for Life convey to women who are considering abortion or maybe they've had an abortion? When we're out here on the sidewalk praying, 40 Days for Life is very um, good at offering hope and vision of healing to these women as they come out. And we know that Women are known to turn from their appointments when they see us out here peacefully praying. That is really a very powerful uh, element of the 40 Days for Life prayer vigil. Are women saying, maybe these folks do have a good message and maybe I need to listen to them? Often they will stop as they are driving up to this facility or leaving because they've left because we're out here. We can have a conversation with them and we can hand them information and guide them to the pregnancy resource centers in the area. And we have one very close by called Waterleaf. So that is a great source for us um, to offer to these women. Very close means it's right across the street from the big Planned Parenthood in Aurora which likes to play music in the background to kind of drown out the people who are praying outside the abortion center. Phil, if you've never participated in a 40 Days for Life and you're thinking, well, I need to do something for the pro-life cause, what do you need to do to, just to get started? All you have to do is come out here to this Waterleaf property and, and pray. And pray? You can sign up for 40 Days for Life by going to the 40 Days for Life website click on uh, the Aurora website and there's a calendar that will come up and you can sign up on that calendar. That's the way to join the uh, 40 Days for Life Fall Vigil, which starts on September the 22nd and goes through October 31. Now, Ricky, there's 40 Days for Life all over the world, all over the nation and several right in the Chicago area. Yeah, there's many. We know that there's 40 Days for Life vigils in over 64 countries, so the United States is just one of many countries. It's an international prayer campaign. So in Illinois, we know of five 40 Days for Life 
prayer vigils that are taking place. We are one, but I would have to say that this, or this Planned Parenthood in Aurora is the largest abortion clinic in the Midwest. They do between three to 400 surgical abortions every month. And that's just surgical abortions. Correct. The big threat now is the chemical abortions. Yes, absolutely. With uh, the on, uh, onslaught of COVID came the onslaught of the abortion pill. And so Planned Parenthood, as we know, uses every opportunity to exploit you know, a crisis. So they have used that abortion pill as a means to get abortion to more and more girls and women. And Catherine, you'd like to see a lot of prayer volunteers outside abortion centers when they're committing surgical abortions, on the days they're committing surgical abortions, right? We typically encourage people to come out on those surgical days, um, yes, but it's important to be out here every day that they are open because they are dispensing the, the medical abortion as well. So when people sign up for 40 Days for Life, they're signing up for an hour, a half hour, or what to pray? Tell me. Individuals can go and sign up for an hour. Many people will sign up for more than one hour and they'll be committed to that same day and that same hour every week of the vigil. So if, let's say hypothetically they're 10 o'clock on Tuesday, they come out every Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Churches will select a day and get their attendees to come out and cover that day and come out uh, and have two people every hour there's multiple churches here simultaneously. Every day kind of takes on a different flavor. But even if you don't sign up on the calendar, still feel that you can come out without signing up. It's just important that you're out here praying. Maybe you're in the, the area and say, hey, I could stop by for a while and I could pray. And Absolutely. I know there's an element of counseling too, Ricky. For some people that might scare them off. Does 40 Days for Life offer any kind of training how to talk with women or maybe their boyfriends or husbands when they come to the abortion center? 40 Days for Life is intended to be a peaceful prayer movement, so the focus is on praying. That's their focus. So we're, we're working to get our calendar filled with, with prayer warriors. Now there are going to be some people who feel comfortable going further and doing some sidewalk counseling training, and we do offer that through the Pro-Life Action League here and you can sign up to be a sidewalk counselor. We don't encourage that during the 40 Days for Life because we need people peacefully praying on site. We know that this is a spiritual battle, first and foremost, so how this battle is gonna be won is through prayer. Phil, you became a prayer warrior for 40 Days for Life in kind of a roundabout way. I was oblivious to abortion, really didn't participate in any kind of uh, thing, standing out here praying in front of Planned Parenthood was the furthest thing from my mind. And I saw the movie Unplanned, and I will tell you, I walked in tired and asleep, and the movie woke me up, and the adrenaline started pumping, and when I came out, I wanted to know what I could do. Were you pro-choice or just uh, non-committal on the abortion issue before that? I, I was pro-life. I knew abortion was not a good thing, but I, I did not participate. I was asleep, if you will. I guess you could say I was like that uh, church called Sardis in Revelation, where I was oblivious and really didn't participate. I let things happen. Catherine. We consistently talk to people out here at 40 Days that are out here for the first time, 
and they are in awe to know more about the 40 Days for Life program. They're very curious to know more about abortion. And invariably, after every vigil, there's uh, a handful of people that move forward and they want to be uh, part of the team. They want to do a vigil somewhere else. They, they have moved away and they want to start a vigil in their new area, location. Um, God really picks out the ones that he wants to move forward in leadership. So it's a wonderful thing to stand here and meet these people and see how God works through all of that. Ricky, does 40 Days for Life maybe spur people on to even further action on the life issue? Maybe they contribute to a pregnancy care center or volunteer for a pregnancy care center or do sidewalk counseling? Sure, yeah. I think the more people are out here and they see the benefit of being here, they see the value of being an active participant, whether that's in the legislative process, calling your legislators, writing your legislators about pro-life issues, um, showing up for other events that are pro-life related. I think that being here as a prayer warrior is the first It's like a first stopping off point, but I think spiritual growth happens after you're here and you get more and more involved and see see the injustices of abortion all over. Have we folks who say we're pro-life kind of concentrated on stopping abortion through the legislative process, through the courts, through electing the right people, and not focused enough on prayer, fasting, and community involvement. Have we got it backwards a little bit? I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that's a hard thing to answer. I think that the Holy Spirit is at work, right? If, if I'm prompted to go out and pray, or I'm prompted to go see unplanned, or I'm prompted to have a conversation with somebody, the Holy Spirit is at work drawing you. But I I think that, you know, people are growing as they pray at an abortion clinic and they feel more comfortable doing that. And if we've got it backwards, I'm not really sure. But, you know, I think it takes all of that. I think it takes the legislative involvement and praying for our leaders and praying on the ground and doing our part, whether that's volunteering at a pregnancy resource center or, you know, getting a pro-life ministry started at your church. Catherine, want to weigh in on that? Yes, um, there was a gal that was on our team last vigil uh, who was a day captain. She's a young gal, and I don't think she was really engaged until she became part of the team. And she has since moved on to a full-time staff position uh, in an organization that is focusing and bringing the truth of the abortion world to our youth. And to me, that's a great place for somebody to plug into is getting the younger people in our community aware of what uh, pro-life is and pro-choice and, and bringing forth the truth. So I'm delighted to know that God is working in her heart and moving her forward in this way as a result of being out here on the hill with all of us and seeing firsthand what's going on. For me, I saw the movie and I jumped right into 40 Days for Life. But through jumping in for 40 Days for Life, I started paying more attention to what legislation was going, what legislation was doing. And in this day and age, I can tell you that our legislators are legislators for death. And, uh, you know, I didn't get all that prior to the movie, prior to coming out here, prior to praying on this hill. It all kind of came full circle. Catherine, I think you mentioned a day captain. What's that? 
A day captain is somebody who is part of our team. We typically have two day captains every two hours. We have a shift change every two hours. And they are out here from 8 o'clock in the morning until 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And they are here to greet people, um, to answer questions, to provide them uh, prayer material, and just um, provide a comfort zone for them uh, as they come out and pray. So they're never out here alone. And we have found day captains to be an integral part of our vigil for many, many reasons. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here, joined by Phil Price, Catherine Walker, and Ricky Gersh. We're talking about the 40 Days for Life campaign that runs through October 31st. We'll continue our conversation right after this. Aristotle knew a baby when he saw one. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Texas new heartbeat law forbids abortion after six weeks of pregnancy when a fetal heartbeat is detectable. Opponents have denounced the law as extreme and arbitrary, pointing out that some women don't even know they're pregnant then. But as Marvin Olasky writes at World, this six-week boundary, while not protecting life from conception, does have very ancient roots. Hippocrates, the Greek physician whose followers gave us the Hippocratic Oath, recognized six-week-old preborn babies as babies. Through studying miscarriages, he concluded that a baby's limbs and organs are complete by 40 days. That's part of the reason the Hippocratic Oath states, I will give no sort of medicine to any pregnant woman with a view to destroy the child. And the great philosopher Aristotle also suggested human life began at about six weeks. Now, of course, life should really be protected from conception, but it is amazing that ancient philosophers, with none of our technology and none of our knowledge of genetics, could clearly see the human person, where so many today do not. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Listen, that's the sound of Illinois jobs being flushed away because of Governor Pritzker's liberal policies. While his billionaire friends have prospered, thousands of hardworking families have lost their jobs and been forced out of the state in record numbers. Pritzker's tax and regulate agenda has devastated our local businesses and slowed economic growth. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker. It's time for bold, conservative leadership. Meet Darren Bailey, a rock-solid conservative and third-generation farmer who understands the struggles families face. In the state Senate, Bailey led the fight against Pritzker's unconstitutional orders that closed businesses and deprived us of our freedoms. As governor, Bailey will fight to lower taxes, attract new jobs, and get Illinois back on track. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker, flush away his liberal policies, and put taxpayers first. It's time for Darren Bailey for governor. Paid for by Bailey for Illinois. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here, along with Phil Price, Catherine Walker, and Ricky Gersh with 40 Days for Life Aurora, 40 Days for Life campaign getting underway and running through October 31st. Phil, how can 40 Days for Life help some people overcome feelings of discouragement that a lot of pro-life Illinoisans have? After all, Illinois is ground zero for abortion. So what role does 40 Days for Life help in overcoming that discouragement? I think 40 Days for Life provides a community of prayer. And when we get together and we pray together, it helps us to overcome that that discouragement. That discouragement. And uh, woe is me, and we can never uh, be a pro-life state again. Catherine, you've heard all that. 
one might think when you come out here, because this is a dark place to come, there's no question. We don't want to be out here typically. We have other things we can all be doing. But like Phil said, we come out here, we're talking to like-minded people. Um, we might get a chance to see a positive turn. Um, God is good. He gives us those glimpses every now and then. And we do. We leave here energized. And we know that we've done what we can do. It's God's job to really do the heavy lifting. So once again, it is encouraging to come out here and not discouraging. Ricky, let me ask you this. How will the Texas heartbeat law impact 40 Days for Life? Do you think it will energize life activists or do you fear more pushback from the pro-abortion side? Mm -hmm. Maybe both. Mm -hmm. I think it's both. I think it is. Anytime that you see a court ruling come down like that, then that fires up the other side. So they're trying to pull out stops that, because they're afraid. They're afraid that maybe more states will do the same thing. And we know that in Illinois, we've got our, our hands full, right? We're in a state with no restrictions on abortion. We have a governor who's very pro-death. We have a lot of legislators who are in the pocket there. So we're fighting a battle because this is becoming the dumping ground for other states to just send their people here because we really don't have any restrictions. Well, we have taxpayer-funded abortions, elective abortions, mm -hmm. and the state has codified essentially Roe versus Wade into state law. So if the Supreme Court would overturn Roe, well, Illinois would still have abortion. So there's a lot to overcome here, mm -hmm. Catherine, and including this big sex ed law backed by Planned Parenthood that's encouraging experimentation and with experimentation comes pregnancy and more abortions. We've got a lot to pray about. We have a lot to pray about and I'm so glad you brought that up because that's where the churches can really engage and start talking to their young people. Um, about abstinence and you know we stand out here and we don't want to have to stand here uh, on the on the doorstep we want we don't want them to even have to come out here so we want to see these churches engage hopefully uh, and that's part of our prayer is to talk to these young people about abstinence and getting them to a right place of lifestyle so they're not out here and doing this unthinkable thing of, of, of murdering a child in the womb we talked a little bit before the break about the political angle to the abortion fight, the battle to end abortion. So let me ask you, Phil, is 40 Days for Life a good fit for people who are politically active? Or is this, you know, just something maybe they want to shy away from? No, I, think it's, uh, I think it's definitely something for anybody that wants to come out here and pray. It doesn't matter whether they're politically active or whether they're not politically active. If they want to come out here and pray for the unborn, 40 Days for Life is for them. And Ricky, let's say you've never done anything pro-life and you're a little fearful and you think, well, 40 Days for Life is just really a, a Catholic thing and I'm an evangelical, uh, why should I get involved? I think the first time I was out here was in 2007, right before Planned Parenthood put their sign up and opened their doors. And I was here with my Catholic friend praying that they wouldn't open. So 
I love the fact that it's very um, ecumenical and across the board and people of all faiths can come out here. It's, it's not a Protestant thing. It's not a Catholic thing. It's in all of us, all of us together because this is a biblical issue. I feel like all of us need to be here at some point. I think this is a good entry point for people. I, th I feel it's very easy to do. It's hard to get people to come here because of the stereotypes of what it's going to be like, what they think in their mind. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's going to be a big protest, okay, mm -hmm. be people with bullhorns there and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is very respectful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I think it's a peaceful place to be. Um, there are days when it's not, and we know that. Um, the surgical days here are Fridays and Saturdays, and those days can get a little bit interesting and sometimes heated but as long as you keep the focus on what you're here for and that's to peacefully pray you can find a spot and just pray and just keep praying and that's what we really need yeah weigh in on that so one of the things that i think is important if we don't get involved then we're agreeing with it and that that was what hurt me i wasn't involved so in this day and age, if you're not involved, you're, you're pretty much on the other side. You're agreeing that this is okay. You're, you're voting for it. So yes, you got to get out here. If you're pro-life, you need to get involved in an event like 40 Days for Life where you come out here and you peacefully protest. Catherine, take us through the process uh, for someone who wants to get involved with 40 Days for Life. They should go to the website, but they can just come out here and pray if they so desire, right? Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people will go to the website and sign up and make it more official, but we don't want to discourage people who don't do that to come out and pray. We have day captains out here, as we've talked about, that are here to greet you and get your information, but we just want you to pick a time and come out here and pray with us. And if you do feel compelled to share this with your pastor, your leadership at your church, to engage the church, that's even a wonderful thing you can do as well. Ricky. If you've got a church group that comes out, all the better, right? Right. I think any kind of group, if you want to bring some neighbors out with you, if you want to bring your small group, invite them to come join you. Most people need another person to invite them to come. A lot of people will not just randomly show up. It seems to be a little bit intimidating for a new person. So we encourage them to come out either in pairs or in a group. So whether that's people, your good friends, whether that's a small group, whether that's a church group, whether that's just one other person, come out with another person that has been out here before. You pray out loud, you pray silently, what? Both. You can do whatever you're comfortable doing. Yeah. We have a lot of people who will come out and just pray silently, and then we have other people that will come out and sing and pray out loud, so it's really whatever you're comfortable with. And Catherine, for those folks who say, well, I'd like to participate in 40 Days for Life, but I can't make it to an abortion center. Maybe it's a health reason or whatever, work schedule. What do you say? You know, I honor people who are challenged to come out here and stand uh, on the hill like we do. And that's fine, pray at home. But most people uh, who say they're gonna pray at home don't do that. So it's really important to physically come out here because it's been documented that when people are outside uh, an abortion clinic praying, up to 75% of women will turn from their appointments. And that's significant. That's because, and that's been documented by abortion workers. So there's high impact 
on men and women who will come out here when people are standing here praying. We've all had some personal experiences over the years where people will share with us through a variety of ways that they stopped their abortion process because of people being out here praying. And it's been proven over and over again, so. Phil, here you are now. You have to think, I'm helping save lives now. After seeing that movie, I woke up. But since coming out here, I know that this is a very worthwhile cause coming out here and praying for the unborn that are across the street, praying for the mothers and fathers that are looking for hope, praying for the workers that are Planned Parenthood, that they would quit their jobs and this, this Goliath over here would close, praying for the people that work here at Waterleaf, yeah. that they would have a message of hope for people that are coming through their doors. And the staff and the resources they need Absolutely. for their life-saving work. Now, Ricky, what's your message to pastors who are on the fence when it comes to 40 Days for Life? Maybe they think it's too political, they're too busy, or they're going to offend some women in their church who've had abortions. What do you say? Well, I would just honestly say, you know, Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9 tell us to speak up for those who do not have a voice. And so the most silent among us are the unborn. It's a biblical issue. And I feel like pastors have a huge, huge impact over their congregation and their flocks. So by their ability to admonish their, their congregation to take a stand and put their faith in action by being a part of this, it, it mobilizes people. We have found that time and time again, that when a pastor takes a stand, speaks about abortion from the front, from the pulpit, encourages the, the congregation to get involved and pray peacefully that we see the numbers go up dramatically. So I would say for to look at the opposite of that, if a pastor doesn't speak on that and doesn't you know, get the congregation involved, that says a lot right there. So if we're a pro-life community and we're standing for life, which God is pro-life, then I believe that that's important for a pastor to get involved in. Catherine, it can be frustrating with pastors, but there are some guys out there who are fully on board. The ones that are out here are totally engaged, and they have been very, very instrumental in expanding our efforts here. Uh, there is a priest that's a local priest that he has done so much to mobilize the youth in his, in his congregation and uh, the adults as well. And what this man has been able to do as a leader has been remarkable. They have such impact, it's, it's incredible. And, and what Ricky had said earlier, and what we, we do believe, this is truly a biblical issue, not, not political. And when you look at it that way, it really becomes very obvious that we need to pray. And I think if your congregation catches a vision for this, well, maybe they'll catch the vision for some other things that the church needs to address as well. Don't you think? Thank you so much, Phil Price, Catherine Walker, and Ricky Gersh with 40 Days for Life Aurora. Once again, Ricky, tell us if people want to get involved, mm -hmm. where do they need to turn? Yeah, they could um, go to 40daysforlife.com backslash Aurora and just search for the Aurora campaign and that will pop up. And our information is on there. They could call us. Um, they can connect with us through email, a phone call, or a text message. And if there's another 40 Days for Life campaign that would be a little bit closer, you can get information there too. Right. You can pull up all the locations on the 40daysforlife.com site.
Folks, thank you for joining us here on the Illinois Family Spotlight. Do support the work of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Remember our big banquet with the Reverend Dr. Erwin Lutzer, October 29th. We will not be silenced. You can go to our website, IllinoisFamily.org. Click events. We want to see you there. God bless. Stay healthy. Stay active and get involved in 40 Days for Life. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.